Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this edition of For Your Game. She's back with us today. Hall of Famer, LPGA Top 50 Best Teachers, Golf Digest Best Teachers in America. She's got a laundry list of credentials that would take up the whole show. But that doesn't mean you should be intimidated by taking a lesson from her because she's one of the best of the best of the best, and it's great to have her on today, Kay McMahon with the LPGA. Hello, Kay. Hello, Holly. You always make me smile with your introductions, and if I wasn't already taking lessons, I would be taking lessons from me. Well, you are the inventor, the founder, the creator of Education Golf and Golf 8.5 which we're going to get into in just a minute. But as you say, Kay, on your website, quote, I believe the traditional way of teaching golf has somewhat worked, yet it seems it causes people to think that golf is hard. Not true, says Kay. Uh, I want to start there, Kay. Why, 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 why? Do people go buy a new putter or a new driver when, bottom line, they probably should be getting a couple of lessons from a PGA or an LPGA professional? Explain to me, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're absolutely right. I can say that, you know, they go buy the new putter or the new driver because they want to buy the new magic wand. Um so, you know, marketing has a lot to do with that. And I will grant you that the technology and the equipment today, we can go on about the golf ball and golf clubs do make you hit it farther. Um, but many people, I think, if you look at the National Golf Foundation statistics, they say 80% of the people want to take lessons. And about 65% of that 80% are afraid to take lessons. So I think there's a there's probably a couple of reasons. Well, there's probably more than a couple of reasons why people don't take lessons. I think a couple of them we could talk about is they feel intimidated. They the performance anxiety issue in front of a golf professional. Um, some of it is many people want to get better, but they're kind of afraid to change and think that it might take a long time to do so. Um, and then the, maybe the so that's the fourth or the fifth thing is they don't really know where to take it from. You know they don't know where to go. It's like finding a good doctor. How do you how do you know where to go? What are you what are you looking for? Yeah, great point. So let's start there. What how do you, how do you recommend a good instructor? Now, fortunately, well, today we have online too, so people can take lessons from anywhere, which is a great thing. Well, I think one of the things about the Internet, and it used to be, I think you and I have talked about this too, you know, a lot of people will read their magazines, articles, uh, now it's online, a lot of blogs. And I think what happens is this, is you get a lot of tips. And just meaning like um, if you were going to make uh, chicken noodle soup, you'd get a, chip that, a tip that would say well, you need chicken. <laughs> and then that would, be, <laughs> that would be it. And you'd have no idea what to do with the rest of it. So... Sounds like, sounds like my chicken soup, Kay. <laughs> you got to have water, chicken, and a few other things. But nobody makes the, 
a connection sometimes between them. And so I get a lot of people, I say, have you taken the lesson? They go, no. But then I say, have you looked on the Internet? Oh, yeah, I just read this and I read that and I read this and I read that. And they come to me with, well, use chicken noodle soup that looks more like a, a, a stew, which was a complete mess. It's got too many things involved in it. And so they have what I call these 1,001 tips floating through their head and they don't, they don't, not making the connection of how to get to a good golf swing. They try one thing one day, and that doesn't work, and then they try another thing, and they try another thing, and pretty soon they're really kind of mixed up on where to go, if that makes sense. So I'm not sure tips are really helpful because you have every instructor out there has, has probably, well, it has a different theory, and sometimes it really has to be more personalized of what you can and what you can't do. Yeah, I agree with that and um you know it's like the analogy do you want to fly with a guy that's read a lot about airplanes and flying or the guy that's had 50,000 hours in the cockpit (laughs) I'm not the guy in the cockpit you're absolutely right um so one of the things I do recommend is when people most people really do want to get better or, or they really have an understanding of the game. So in their home clubs, lots of times they don't want to leave their own home clubs. But I think one of the best things that someone could do is sit back and just watch somebody else giving a lesson, a golf professional giving a lesson. And if the person taking the lesson, you, you can see some improvement and or they look like they're having fun, then maybe after the, after the person takes a lesson, go talk to that person that, that was taking the lesson and ask them what they learned. If they can tell you what they learned, then they learned something. But if they say, well, we worked on my driver, that's really not learning anything. So you can probably do that. The other thing you can do is, is go talk to the instructor and kind of interview the instructor that you may think you want to be taking a lesson from then, and just, like, say, what's your philosophy? What do you think about this? And one of the things I do that I think is invaluable and people really appreciate is I say, come for your first lesson with me. If you don't like what I have to say or it doesn't make sense, you know, you don't have to pay. And I think they feel then kind of, oh, well, then it's kind of a safer environment that they are not really sure what they're getting. The other thing I do, too, is I always consider it a team event when I'm giving a lesson in the fact that, I never change anything you don't want to change. So you have to, it's kind of like going to like dinner. You have on a menu item, you could say, I don't want all of page one, but you have to choose what you want. And so when I say it's a team event, it's we discuss what you want to change, and then we come up with a plan of how to change it. I love that. And I, I think that might also factor into uh, the intimidation because a lot of golfers are afraid, oh, my gosh, you know, he or she is going to, want to change all these things versus, like you said, just really focusing on a specific thing that's going on. It goes back to the fundamentals, your grip, your stance, your tempo. You're you're right. It's really going back to the fundamentals and figuring out in taking a lesson what's the cause and effect. But you have to also then the person, the, the person taking the lesson has to have some goals and saying, well, they want to hit it farther, but they have to be reasonable goals. So um, I just had this wonderful lady from Kentucky, and she was very excited because she finally hit it 70 yards. 
And for her, that was a big goal because she only used to hit it 50. So, yes, you, you know, you have to put it's it's the person's personal goals. Uh, now I feel you've got you know a young guy and he was, he's hitting it. 250 and he wants to hit 300 then there's that's a reasonable goal of of getting there and you discuss different ways of being able to do that and then the person has to make a commitment to that but i think one of the things that we never touch on too is i think the perception out there is that i think it's hard to make a change but people always think that when they take a lesson they get worse i don't think that that's true I always tell people, you'll maybe stay the same, but I promise you, you'll never get worse. And people always say, well, I have to now think about it. I go, well, for two weeks, let's just think about it. It's okay because you have to make it a conscious effort to actually change something, and that's thinking. After a while, it becomes a new habit, but if you don't think about it at first, it's never going to become a new habit. Well, and you need to take it to either the range or your net in the backyard (laughs) or your simulator or someplace to practice. And that's that's the other thing is that people take a lesson and they get a lot of feedback during the lesson, but then they go home to practice. So I have a team that we're working on a different way that people can actually get, uh, there'll be something coming out soon, but they'll actually be able to have a way that they can practice and get feedback at home when they're actually practicing in their own living room if they have to, because a lot of people don't even like going to the range because they get too, here we go back to the intimidation factor. You know, like going to the gym like you and I were talking about. I don't want anybody looking at me while I'm in the gym, but a lot of people don't want people looking at them while they're on the range. Very true. Well, I think that's also this this beauty of online lessons, which You've been doing very successfully with your different workshops, and as have other pros uh, that had to pivot during COVID. You offer these Q and A's twice a month, and again, to my listeners, you know, when I say these are free, this is an opportunity to get feedback on your game or ask questions about you know anything regarding your 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 golf. Uh, with Kay, and, you know, she's one of the best of the best, as well as, you know, opportunities to take lessons online, or, you know, she's she's in the winters here at Mission Inn for my Central Florida listeners. She has her summer residency up in beautiful upstate New York. Kay, we often say, pick up the phone, call Kay. You can do this. You can email it. Go to her website. Well, you're absolutely right, Holly, and the Q&As are fun because I actually learn a lot. People ask a lot of questions, and we have people on there that are very experienced single-digit handicaps to what they've even turned themselves below beginners, which are not below beginners, and they're all learning from each other and asking just great questions. But Joe's making a good point is that I tell people even on my website, just pick up the phone or send me an email. I'll set up a call with you, and we can just talk about what you want to do. And you, once you get that personal relationship, you can you can ask me questions um, to find out if, if it's a good match for you about taking lessons. And I know you're going to ask me about Golf 8.5. It's the simplest way to teach golf we have found. We have just the highest success rate. And from experienced golfers to new beginners, we get people hitting golf balls. 95% of the time, much, much better. This Golf 8.5 is simple. Four things to do in the setup and 4.5 things to do in the swing. 
4.5, that's it. <laughs> that's all it is. And, and then our objective in doing that is so that you know your swing. And we talk about the swing as the club and you because everyone talks about the ball. Well, the ball's not moving. It's the club that's moving. So we talk about the tool and how to operate the tool in golf 8.5. And you're right. Four things before the swing, and there's only four and a half things in the swing. Because everybody can play golf, but the, golf might be a difficult game because of wind, lie, playing partners, all kinds of stuff. But the swing is simple. The golf swing is not that hard, and I will say that all the time. You mentioned the golf ball, so I do want to talk for a minute and get your um, comments on the USGA and RNA's uh, proposed plan to roll back the golf ball. Now, okay, we know this is just for the professionals. We average Joes don't have to worry about this. We're not hitting it, you know, 350, 400 yards. What's, what's your feeling on this, Kay? The intention is that at the end of the day, we, we don't want um, some of the greatest courses, historic courses in our game becoming obsolete. But what, what do you think about uh, bifurcation, if you will, of the sport between the pros and serious amateurs, I guess it would also impact, versus recreational golfers? Well, it's kind of, I kind of like having the, the game be the same for professionals and amateurs. And if you really think about it, the game is really the same for, let's say, basketball and professionals and, and really for baseball. I mean, it's the same type of thing. You're using the same ball, the same bats. Now, I do think that the uh, USGA and the RNA are, are thinking about rolling back the golf ball because we can only make golf courses so long. And they're already so much long, too long for most amateurs anyway. So we really need to move the tees forward, which then brings the maintenance costs up higher because if you have to have so many sets of tees. So all of these have little repercussions of where this is going to go. I think maybe the RNA and USGA should have looked at the golf ball um, a while back and making it shorter several years ago or, or having higher or having more restrictions on what it was supposed to be doing then. Yeah, especially um, especially with the advent of so many um, new equipment changes. Correct. And, and, yes. and pushing the envelope technology-wise. You're absolutely right. And if you really study the history of golf and how it's really changed, if you go back way to the, when the golf ball was the feathery, clubs changed because of the design of the golf ball. And so people think it's first the clubs. It was really, it's really, if you look at the history of the golf ball, really changed the design of the clubs and how it was made. Believe it or not. And so the, I think looking at the golf ball, because then now clubs are actually making a hit farther with the titanium and the, the lightweight and metal woods, et cetera. So um, it's, it's interesting that they're looking at it. Um, there's, there's a lot of feedback on it, so. It's certainly one of our, uh, our, our hot topics. So do you have some upcoming workshops, uh, ways for my listeners to pick up the phone, call Kay, talk about your game, see how you can improve it today? People can call up and just talk to me about it. We do Q&As on my website, which is Education Golf. That's spelled with a K-A-Y in the middle of education. Um, the Q&As are first and third Friday of every month at noon Eastern time. And they can just call, and, and we have a lot of people calling in and just meeting me at that point and finding out if they like me. We also do online lessons. At this particular time, I don't have any 
workshops going on, but we will be starting. We do master classes, five week courses, and uh, people are actually getting better. Well, we are going to give my listeners two, that will be two, golf lessons free with Kay McMahon. And we will be putting that information out in the e-newsletter along with the podcast today. So, as always, Kay, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Kay McMahon, teacher, author, speaker, don't let that intimidate you. She's one of the best of the best. If you want to take your game to the next level, just call Kay or email her and I guarantee you, and she guarantees you, that your game will improve. Holly, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure talking to you about golf.